Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, we're profiling two innovative Ohio startups with very different products designed to solve problems and maybe even save lives in entirely different ways. First is Robotic Maintenance Vehicles, a company headquartered about 45 miles west of Toledo that's developed a robotic crack sealing machine for roads and parking lots. Account manager Tyler Roth says they're so new that they haven't even sold one yet, but they are close to making their first deal. We asked what it looks like and how it works. We put a robot on the back of a truck, got a flat bed with handrails around it, and that's where you can put pallets of material for the crack sealing unit. Behind that is a Sealmaster crack melter unit. That's where the blocks of material go in that melts down that you put on the cracks to seal them. And then behind that yet, right on the very end of the bed, is a Fanuc robot, which that's what we have designed, programmed, all that stuff. And underneath the robot is the vision system, which you can't see it. There's cameras, lasers. It's actually enclosed in a shroud to, one, protect it, and two, keep the light out. And then back out off the back of the truck where the robot hangs down and actually touches the road to seal the cracks, there is a little gate that goes around it just to make sure nobody runs out there, gets in the way of the robot. What makes this robot different? You mentioned something about a camera, and I also read something Mm -hmm. about artificial intelligence powering it. I Mm -hmm. wonder if you could talk about that. There's nothing different about the robot itself, except that it's not in a factory, which is what we're using, you know, an industrial robot. The only difference is that it's outside, moving down the road. But yeah, like you said, with the the vision system, that is what we're using to actually see the cracks on the road and plot all the points for the robot to basically just play connect the dots on the road in the different work zones as we move down the road. And we've also incorporated artificial intelligence into that vision system so that it's constantly learning. You know, there's a drainage grate here, which obviously you don't want to crack seal that drainage grate shut. Second, like manhole covers, you don't want to crack seal that shut. And also just for alligator cracking on the road, you don't want to crack seal that because that is something that you want to use a different material, different process to patch those specific areas and stuff like that, and also potholes. You don't want to just sit there and try to use crack filler material in a big pothole and just sit there and fill it up all day. So we're using the AI to tell the robot, hey, don't do it, and also drop a GPS ping here in all the data we're collecting so that the contractors, the cities, whoever is using this truck can go back out there and say, hey, we have these three GPS locations marked. We need to go out there with a different process, a different kind of material, and take care of these issues that the truck already told them right where they're at. That sounds excellent. So in your opinion, then, what is the biggest selling point for, let's say, municipalities or road authorities like the Turnpike Commission or whatever? What's the biggest selling point for them to have one of these compared to your standard road crew out there wearing the orange vest and setting the cones and and doing that? Well, you just said it. I mean, safety is first, especially for these guys that are out on the road. Everybody's aware of distracted driving these days, um, how dangerous that's gotten. You know, we're all guilty of it. So 
with all of the access information we have on our phones now, it's hard not to at least look at it really quickly when you get an email, a text, anything now. And these guys right now, they might take anywhere from four, five, six guys between the drivers and the people actually standing on the road to do this work. That's dangerous, especially on the turnpike. You know, you're going 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, maybe more. So with this truck, you only need one driver to drive the truck and you're safe inside the cab. Nobody's on the road, standing out there with basically no protection between a car and themselves. And depending on how much material you're putting down, you could have somebody on the back of the deck. That's why we have handrails to keep putting material into the melter. But you only need one person in the cab to drive this truck, seal cracks, and nobody is on the road in harm's way. I mean, that, that's our tagline, get road workers out of harm's way. But I mean, it really is. It's, I don't know the exact number. I believe it's a little over 2,000 people have died since 2003, road workers, just from accidents being hit by other vehicles while they're out just doing their job. So it is a big deal. A lot of people do get hurt, and that's kind of why we came up with this project, started developing, and brought it to market was to keep these people off the road. That was Tyler Roth with Robotic Maintenance Vehicles. You can find out more about their product at rmv.llc. Next, we talk to Ramachindra Raver, who is the COO of a smart clothing company called Flex Energy LLC. They're headquartered in Worthington, Ohio, just outside Columbus. Now, their goal, he says, is to build a completely washable and flexible battery that can be embedded in fabric. For example, it has military application, medical applications, fashion industry. How about if we get like a tangible example of that? Let's say I have a shirt and it's got your battery embedded in it. What's that shirt going to look like and feel like and what could it do for me, for example? If you wanted to have some lights or if you wanted to communicate something to, uh, like for medical application, you want to communicate the data to the medical staff. So those sensors are already there. So those sensors will have the power from this battery. As of now, in military applications, they carry big bricks as these batteries on the back of them. It's very heavy. Whereas our batteries, flexible batteries, can be like positioned anywhere, wherever we want. Okay. Let's say I'm in a hospital bed and you're using right. this in some sort of gown or something else My that gown. I'm wearing. Yes, that gown. Is the idea that the gown itself, powered by your flexible battery, could transmit some sort of data to my doctors? Is that the idea? Yes. But for example, doctors cannot be there with the patients all 24 by 7. So they will be continuously, right now they are monitoring with the different equipment and all. But in future, People doesn't want to carry those many kind of things on their body when they're sick and all. But whereas now, with our battery, they can be seamlessly integrated on your wearable inside the fabric, in between the layers. Because for a battery, you need the cathode, electrolyte, anode. So those all three will be still present inside that. But we have a casing which anything cannot be uh, visible into that. I see. I read that it's possible that if you popped it in the washing machine... Yes. It wouldn't wreck it. Yes. That is the main problem. Right now, the batteries are not available, which can be washable. 
so our main objective is we are going to make them as washable so we are making flexible and then it can be washable and dryable so because uh, as of now those batteries cannot withstand the stress mechanical stress and the temperature whereas our batteries what we are developing can go through the washing cycle and drying cycle up to 120 degrees c they can withstand wow that sounds interesting so i also read that you might be working with some of the folks over at Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton yes we have already licensed we just finished completed the licensing process last month in february that we have licensed a technology from air force research lab dayton where they have shown they can make flexible battery and especially the membrane which is used inside that can be withstand high temperatures and we have our own technology to little bit improvise the cathode and anode and make a full prototype and then bring it out as a product so give me a scenario where it could be useful then in a military application let's say for the air force mostly the military applications wherever they are carrying a lot of lights flashlights or phones or anything they need to have sensors which can communicate to the main base from satellites so all those powers as of now they are carrying a lot of brick batteries almost like 3 4 pounds of batteries they are carrying so that they wanted to reduce and it will go on their back so already they are carrying a lot of other things the weight so they want to reduce this so, and they seamlessly integrated in their clothing that was ramachindra raver with flex energy llc for more information about his company visit flexenergy.com And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was this week in tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>